You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. He loves me. Mm, he loves me not. He loves me. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Ariel, stop talking crazy. I gotta see him again. Tonight. Scuttle knows where he lives. Ariel, please. Will you get your head out of the clouds and back in the water where it belongs? I'll swim up to his castle. Then Flounder will splash around to get his attention and then Down we'll go... Down here is your home. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Is it really wetter at the bottom of the ocean than the top? I'm just curious. Ever since I was a kid, that perplexed me. It's better down where it's wetter. Either that's a sexual innuendo, or Uh, it actually is wetter at the bottom of the ocean. I don't know. It's not wetter at the bottom of the ocean. So Sebastian wants to get in her, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, seashell? I don't know. Underneath that seashell. Well, she doesn't even have anything. What does she have down there? Nothing. Nothing. Just a big fin thing. I mean, are mermaids genuinely... No, they have mermen, because, well... How do you know if they're male or female aside from their top half? Uh, you know, it's, it's like, like there's no sex organ. It's more like... <laughs> and it could be, but I mean... They should answer these questions in Disney movies. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. many other questions I have about Ariel. What uh, is better down where it's wetter? That we is a fact. <laughs> we know that is true. It's just a matter of if that works under the air. Where ocean. is that? Yeah. Anyway, welcome to our final 80s episode... Ninth, our 89th episode, our last film in a series of 10 of episodes, 10 films, going through the 80s, year by year, 1989, November 17th to be exact, a day that will always live in my heart for the first time I saw The Little Mermaid. I saw this movie in theaters, I'm not ashamed day of it. Day one? Yep. Wow. Me and my little brother, it was the new Disney movie. And of course, there was a lot of buzz about this because it was the, uh, the first one in a while. Uh, first animated one in a while. But anyway, uh, IMDb 7.6, Rotten Tomatoes 92. However, 88% audience. Not as high marks as our last movie, at least via Rotten Tomatoes, or IMDb actually by 0.1 points. Uh, Roger Rabbit last week, of course. The budget for this film was estimated $40 million. Uh, oh, before I forget, I should introduce myself. Because I just see Ariel on screen, and I just I just start wanting to start mm-hmm. talking about everything about her. But... Uh, I am Trey Harris, Ariel fan number one. <laughs> number one fan. Yeah. If Ariel got in a car crash and I had a cabin in the woods, it would be misery, but with <laughs> right. me and Ariel. And she would not get away. Yeah, uh, I mean, she'd uh, probably choke and die. And of course, my co host, <laughs> Daniel Santangelo. Speak uh, up, Daniel. What's Daniel say usually? Oh, no. He I'm usually, the other Daniel Santangelo. Oh, yeah, I'm the other Daniel Santangelo. But Daniel. I'm not Daniel Santangelo. Neither is she. Neither is she. We have a, a silent partner. 
Special Ariel guest host herself. Of all the episodes that we've done on this podcast, this is the one you want to come sit in when I talk about Ariel. I mean, we've never had an animated guest with us, <laughs> such as Ariel with us. Say hello. Hello. And what is go. your name? Ariel. <laughs> Ariel, what's your last name? Oh, I don't have one. No, you do have a last name, Ariel. Mermaid? Your last name is Harris. Uh, Harris. Same as me. I'm going to send you back to the ocean if you don't <laughs> say ship shape up to make a ship, water pun, but it wouldn't shape. make sense. No. Ship shape up. Girl, you're so condescending, girl. You know, when we watched this movie about your early life before we met, you know, where's that girl? Where'd she go? See, you, you get your fucking legs and you get all like, oh, I don't want to do shit anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to do stuff. I don't want to no. sing anymore. Or she didn't know what she was getting adventures. into when she saw you on that boat. Clearly. <laughs> well, actually, I was drowning. With and made the deal with Ursula. Never could learn to swim. But anyway. I'm Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> flounder? <laughs> flounder. I'm Flounder. You know, I was thinking, when I was, I actually watched this today before the podcast, hmm. and I was just thinking, like, at first I was like, Flounder's not a flounder because he's fat. Right. But he's 2D. So technically, he is a flounder. Because his eyes and everything are always on the same side of his face because he's 2D. Yeah. Hmm. Any comment on that, Ariel? None. I mean, that could just be his name. They didn't call the other guy Lobster. Oh, look, here comes <laughs> Guppy, and it's a fucking great white. Aww. That, well, that could actually have been used to comedic effect. Wow. But. And did, did you hear about that, uh, that the, nine-foot great the, white? The super shark, apparently. Yeah. That, oh, a great white ate another great white? Yeah. Wake me up when something that never happened before happens, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just, I know sharks. You know this. And everybody on Facebook is like, oh, my God, something ate a nine-foot great white. I block so many people on Facebook. Nine just... feet is not big for a great white. No. When they grow to a maximum length of over twenty, up to 20 feet, usually, yeah. that's you know, that's like, oh, it's a three-year-old a got eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a half-human got eaten by a bear or got mauled by something. <laughs> what could it have been? <laughs> a full-grown of the same species. I'm just saying. God, that's just, <laughs> I know sharks. Shark Week is coming up next month. Or, excuse me, early August for some reason. When it used to come out in July, I don't know. But anyway, I know my shocks. Don't they have multiple shark weeks now? No. Like Oh, amazing. oh, oh, oh. They do have competing ones because Animal competing Planet ones, will. Yeah. Uh, I think last, we talked about it on the podcast, actually. I think last year was like the first year they did they that. They called it something else. Yeah, they, they, of course, like. they have Shark Week, but then there was something else on like Predators, uh, Animal <laughs> Planet where they were doing shark stuff. And their yeah. shark programming was more entertaining than Discovery Channel's. Mm-hmm. I, wish it was, I wish Shark Week was a title. That we could bestow upon whichever channel had the best programming. Some people have Shark Week every month. Yeah, they live in Australia or San Diego. Or they're female. Yeah. That's a thing. That. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks, Ariel. <laughs> how, how is your life now coping with that Shark Week every week? I mean, every month, I should say, instead of like never. You know, because once I'm you got bitter. legs, you know. Clearly, I'm bitter. And that see, see kids, the, the the hard brutal reality after the credits of the Little Mermaid is Ariel spiral, spirals into a depression because mm-hmm. she has Shark Week every month, and, uh, <laughs> and as as evidenced by this table, me and uh, Jesse are drinking water, and Ariel has a, her second beer. Yes. So. <laughs> so um, flounder. Yeah. Yes. His real name is Guppy Number Thirty Five. I don't think that's true. I don't think that happened. Is this like I the mean, Little Mermaid wiki? Yes. We're it is. Disney it is. wiki. So, number 35. And Did he also has a sister, Sandy? 34 before him that didn't work out? <laughs> they just named him. They liked him the best. We're going to give you a name. Apparently, he's a D&D character. His alignment I mean, is good. good. 
but it didn't say neutral, chaotic, <laughs> or lawful. So yeah, that's true. Goal to be there for Ariel. Well, what do you do now that she's down in the ocean? Yeah, exactly. Hangs himself on an anemone. Yeah. <laughs> he writes his name on a reef at the top. <laughs> Flounder was here. He goes and he finds that shark and <laughs> <laughs> sacrifices himself. Yeah. Or jellyfish. Yeah. Swims into a pot of jellyfish. And just Sebastian sinks. has to carve his name too. So Powers and abilities. Fast swimming. Corkscrew. What? Torpedo tube. No. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, tell me his quote. Can you pronounce that? Ariel! That's what he's known for. Hey, there's that little fish that keeps yelling at <laughs> Wait a second. What's his real name? It said guppy number or something? Because in the movie, guppy he's five. always like, I'm not a guppy. She's like, stop being such... You're, or, excuse me, Ariel. You're like, stop being such a guppy. And he's like, right. I'm not a guppy. So maybe Flounder yeah, is the name that he gave himself. According to the television series, Flounder's real name is guppy number 35. In the episode Land of the Dinosaurs, when he is oh, he jumped the shark, frozen in an ice cube, Ariel thaws him with King Triton's trident, and he gets a cold, resulting in sneezing. <laughs> oh, God. TV show stuff doesn't count. Yes, yeah, true. Like, Do that for the money. The rule yeah. with Disney movies is if it goes to the theater, you watch it. If it's, right. If Straight you've never video, heard of it before, skip it. you skip it at all. It's the only exception being the Toy Story. The second uh, Toy Story? No, the uh, like little, like uh, the, oh, one, the, the Halloween, Halloween one. Uh, and they had another one. Now, is that just Disney World or all uh, uh, animation? Yeah. For the most part, Disney, because Disney. Yeah. Like Lion just, King 2 and 3? Yeah, Disney will just pay yeah. people. Yeah. Or the, the numerous Tinkerbell movies that I see advertised yeah, every now and then? Not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all for the money. Anyway, <laughs> about the movie that made a star out of my, my lovely wife, Ariel Harris, here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. They also, this duo also directed Aladdin, Hercules. Uh, Clements directed uh, Princess and the Frog, and Musker also directed The Great Mouse Detective. So this is a pedigree of... Excellent. Excellent, you know, as far as... Uh, the only one of these that came out before uh, Little Mermaid would be Great Mouse Detective, which was, was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little brother, in fact, wore out that VHS... And in fact, uh, I'll never forget, he pissed me off one time. So, I, of course, everybody remembers the old white clamshell cases yes, Disney movies they were came in. huge. <laughs> so you always them. knew when you walked into anybody's house what Disney movies they had because uh-huh. they were the size of Betamax tapes. It was like a trophy. Prime advertising. Trophy That's on the shelf. That's probably why. Anyway, yep. he pissed me off so bad. I took, his, it was, this was like his favorite movie at the time. I took that case oh, and I just swung girl, it across right? the room. Yeah, I mean, he never, he never owned that one. He rented uh, the shit out of it. Okay. And, but it like crumpled, you know, they were like, that mm-hmm. hard plastic, but it like crumpled the side of it and messed up the thing. Like he, I don't know if you ever forgave me. Probably not. But I fucked up his great mouse detective. Uh, no regrets. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I just tattooed with a picture of Basil <laughs> of Baker Street above my belly button in an arch. It says no regrets. In, in old English. Tattoo art. <laughs> see, we did not see this in the theater, but we definitely had that VHS. I think everybody did. Uh, yeah, with the original artwork. Well, you saw it at the premiere, stuff. I'm sure. Since, no. You know, well, you no. lived the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well. They didn't have an underwater premiere. They didn't have the, the, the <laughs> tube of water. <laughs> it was playing above the grass. So it was all wavy and stuff. The theater was distorted. too far from the sea. <laughs> there was an issue letting most of the cast come to watch it. You mean, you seen fishy uh, smell. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Can't get that out. No. Marlon Brando wouldn't have gone if, you know, he smelled yeah. fish. We know how, how temperamental he was. <laughs> but uh, it was based on the... Uh, Fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen. Uh, nice accent. I don't mm. even know what accent that was. Huh. Do it again. I just talk. That's how I talk. <laughs> I just talk and I randomly speak that's in how different I talk. accents. Okay. 
Uh, of course, uh, Clements and Musker, the directors, wrote the screenplay, or adapted it, I should say. Uh, Jody Benson was the voice of Ariel in the movie, because, of course, they didn't let you do your own voice. Right. Sweetie. Because right, so they had to dub like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing I was going to bring up, which we'll talk about that in just one second. But uh, much like they did with Jonathan Taylor Thomas in The Lion King, they mm-hmm. added, you know, they let a small black child do his singing voice because he couldn't sing. Right. So, not that it's that's, just, that's distracting at all when you're watching The Lion King and clearly not Simba singing. <laughs> There's some other, you know, Black Panther off-camera, like, singing, and Simba's just moving his mouth because he's the king, you know, while he just doesn't care what happens and gets his father killed. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Uh, I don't want to take it too far. This is a family-friendly podcast, except for all the fucking cussing. <laughs> uh, Pat Carroll was Ursula. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Jodie Benson also, uh, she's, you might be, more recently, I should say, she's uh, Barbie in Toy Story. That's Ariel's voice, mm-hmm. most recently. Of course, her role was expanded in Toy Story 3. Do you know who her animation was based off of? Barbie? No. Daniel would like this. He probably knew this already. Oh, oh, I should want Ariel. Ariel, I thought you were talking about... No, I was was talking about Barbie from Toy Story. I I assumed you meant Barbie from Toy Story, which is why my answer was Barbie. (laughs) I did, in fact, know that because it's in my notes, so stop jumping ahead. (laughs) Do you know who Ursula's animation was based off of? Uh, The chick that did the voice for The Exorcist. No. Divine. The oh, oh I did, that is right here too. Yeah, I have that, I, that is, I'll get to that. I'm sorry for our regular <laughs> well, listeners, but she's two beers no. in. Because I don't want to ask you questions. <laughs> well, the first I'll question was unclear. That. I think our yes. listeners can agree with me there. Okay, continue. I'm, I'm trying. Go for it. <laughs> Look, I love you so much, Ariel. But <laughs> keep it up, and we're gonna have. I'm gonna have sushi tonight. <laughs> oh my god. That's not a sexual innuendo. I'm literally talking about cutting her up and eating her over rice. <laughs> Uh, What's your paper say next? I don't know. I lost my place. I'm biding time till I find it again without uh-huh. having to draw attention to the fact that I lost it. Okay. <clears throat> Pat Carroll was the voice of Ursula, and she did a lot of TV bit parts. But uh, pretty much everybody in this movie, uh, mainly since then, has done nothing but cartoon voiceovers. Uh, unlike The Lion King, you know, some more films that came along later where you had Robin Williams or DJ's boyfriend from Full House or whatever. We had actual real actors... Real By actors, real, I mean DJ's physical. From Full House. <laughs> Scott Bakula, I don't know what, what was his name. His was? name was Steve. Oh, oh, uh, oh! How do you know that, Ariel? Big, I'm a little a Steve crush. Found. Yeah, she collects stuff. Foul. Like, like Full House. Is that you speak under the, the bottom sea? of the ocean? Yes. Oh yeah, you don't know words. What's the name of this bottle? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I said the name of uh, it. Uh, what <laughs> is what is this device that makes this noise when in your undersea kingdom? Nothing makes that noise under the water. Apparently it does because y'all have no problem scuttle speaking knows. perfectly clearly. Clearly. Need to speak the scuttle. Beverly Clearly underwater. <laughs> yeah, it's a Hoosenblatt. <laughs> See? Absolutely correct. Uh, okay. I assumed you would have known that already. But anyway, yeah. uh, Kenneth Mars was King Triton. Uh, you might also recognize his voice from Captain Planet and also the animated New Kids on the Block cartoon. Interesting. And yeah, also Darkwing Duck and Young Frankenstein. Uh, Samuel E. Wright was Sebastian, and uh, the only thing that he pretty much did, other than revoicing Sebastian in The Little Mermaid <laughs> 2, was uh, the Disney dinosaur movie, which I don't remember hearing a Jamaican dinosaur at all in that movie. Perhaps he can do other accents. I want to say no, yeah. since all he's done is Sebastian and the dinosaur. Mm. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't. Literally do not know. Mm. Uh, Rene Abajone was Louis. 
uh, he was a veteran of the podcast. He was in he was the villain in Police Academy Five, which we covered in our one of the darker eras of the podcast where we watched all the Police Academy movies except Part Seven. Rough times. Yeah, but we made it, and we were stronger because of it. Hmm. Uh, but he was also more notable as Odo from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the form-changing alien. I didn't really watch that one, so if I offended somebody who listens, I apologize. My Deep Space Nine knowledge. All I know is that Worf was on it at one point, and he had a ship called the Defiant. There's my Deep Space Nine knowledge. Good job. You I was win. always a next generation kind of guy. That's right. And then, uh, let me see, rounding out the main cast, Christopher Barnes was Eric. Uh, he's notable because he was also the voice of Peter Parker in the animated Spider-Man cartoon, but also he was one of the Bradys in the Brady Bunch movie. Which one? I don't know, because I don't care. <laughs> the only thing I care about that movie is uh, Melanie Stiller now. She was something yeah. else before, was Marsha. And I always thought she was hot, because I used to watch Hey Dude on Nickelodeon. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure you thought one of the dudes on Hey Dude or I bet you had a crush on <laughs> Budnick a fellow know? ginger that's the wrong show no I said other Nick shows and then oh. I said Budnick yeah that's Salute Your Shorts yes oh believe me I know all about Salute Your Shorts they just had a Hey Dude reunion um, I did see that picture and the chick that played Brad looks like she was 80 years old yeah and I always thought she was pretty elderly. too and you said Melanie her name's Christine Taylor. I'm sorry I don't know why I was thinking Melanie what was her name on the show I think it was Melody yeah there you go <laughs> yeah uh, combine Melody and Christine to Melanie. Melanie. <laughs> Again, I haven't seen fucking Hey Dude in way too long. Why doesn't Nick play their old shows? I, I would love to I just binge know. out and watch every episode of Salute Your Shorts again. <laughs> I mean, I'm talk sure to you can find it. I've yeah. actually looked and I haven't been able to, unfortunately. Full episodes at Amazon. What? See? No. Okay. We have time. I have to pay for that. But time. that's okay if you go to awesomepods.com and click on 80s Revisited. Uh-huh, see what I did there. Click on Hades Revisited. And, and then, then you click too. on the Amazon link. And watch Buy your you salute your shorts. It doesn't click cost on that. anything See if extra. It's prime. <laughs> That's prime. I know what I'm doing tonight. Actually, I'm going to get my wisdom teeth out Thursday. I know what I'm going to do Thursday. It's on nope. instant now. It's $2 an episode. Shit. You can and buy the whole season definition. for. Well, I don't they don't even have it on HD. HD. They don't even have HD. Oh, I can't watch it without no. HD now. Mm-mm, not worth it. My favorite episode is still <laughs> Zeke the Plumber. Because it scared the crap out of my brother. I don't know what that is. What? Mm-mm. The story of Zeke the Plumber? Yeah. I believe he cut off his own nose because the stink was so bad. There was something like that. There was some legend about it. I don't know. But I would, I could scare my brother. If it was dark, I'd just go, Zeke, the plumber. And he would like, stop it. He'd be like one of the jackals in Lion King if I said Mufasa. Or he'd be like Scar in Lion King if I said Mufasa. He'd be like, see, I mean, that's fucking creepy. He's like Michael well, Myers with yeah, it's a, a terrifying beard. Man. Zeke? The plumber? Smart kid. Anyway, go to Amazon and watch yeah, that one. Or just YouTube it. About that. That was my favorite episode. And I, I thought, uh, I think, Dee, Dee, not the not the sporty black chick, but the, the rich, like the ginger of the show. Not ginger as in color of hair. Sorry, Ariel. I didn't mean to use that derogatory <laughs> term in your presence. But, uh, you know, the rich kid. Like uh, ginger on Gilligan's Island. Oh, just the What name was her name? Ginger. Dina. or Yeah, Dina. She, like, she was my crush on that show. All those like real Nick shows I always had like one girl's like, oh, I watched it for them pretty much. But Salute Your Shorts was actually and good. Dikey Brad was why you watched. No, no. <laughs> Mel, uh, Christine Taylor was. Oh, okay. But the Dikey Brad Dikey. chick didn't look bad, but like in current form, mm-hmm. she's like uh, Angelica Houston. Like she was dynamite in Adam, Adam's Family. 
But now she's just like, who's that American Indian? Uh-huh. She looks like uh, the Indian from, uh, excuse me, the Italian from Ernest Goes to Camp. Because he, Iron Eyes Cody. Because he wasn't Native American. He No, he was literally Italian. No, I know. Okay. Because you, you snickered. I'm laughing because Angelica Houston does not look like Iron Eyes Cody. Uh, nowadays she does. That's my point. Oh, she does not. Oh, bullshit. Jesse's going to Google this shit soon. <laughs> What am I going to Google? Angelica Houston. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. 2014. <laughs> Just, Angelica it's Houston. probably her profile picture on... Uh, whatchamacallit. Yeah, oh, bam! That's not real. That has to be real. That's, That's the penguin. real. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry, spirit of Iron Eyes Cody. She looks like Danny DeVito from Batman That's Returns. a fake photo. Everything on the internet's fake. Yeah. Probably. None of these are real. I know how she really looks. Oh, but I mean, look at that as... Okay, don't tell me that ain't Photoshop. I mean, that one might not be. Okay, okay there we go. Anyway, let's move on from Angelica Houston, who's used to be very attractive. Uh, you know what? Women age, and you have to just Men stop. do, too. I don't care. <laughs> stop <I'm> it. That's <laughs> terrible. Hey, Batman. I'm going to leave you alone in this easily escapable situation. <laughs> I got to go train Rocky. <laughs> That's a Batman 1966 reference for all you older fans out there. Your, your oh, it's, it's True Detective time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Yes. Uh, now it's going to vibrate on the table and make noise and put it back in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Jabba the Hutt. Oh, 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 Stop oh, oh. it. Move on. The little solo. <laughs> this can't all be all about you, Ariel. <laughs> Just calm down. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, this is a film that, of course, uh, I watched a lot as a child, nine years old. Uh, my brother, of course, five years younger than me, was uh, four. But it was one that... I was only one when this came out, so I had to catch up. Uh, well, no, no, Ariel, you were 16. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't even try yeah. to hide your mermaid age. Let's get that... Yeah, let's get you our story straight You were a 16-year-old girl in this movie. <sighs> okay. The camera does, you know, age you a little bit, but, I mean, you look pretty damn yeah, good for a 16-year-old. Don't try to lie about your age right now. Now, again, when I speak of Ariel, I'm talking from the perspective of a nine-year-old boy because it's okay for a nine-year-old to look at a 16-year-old and be like, she's hot. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. I, that's the perspective I want to make sure that everybody's understanding okay. as we talk about my wife. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, and uh, of course, every we record two episodes at a time. So we, uh, earlier today, we did the Roger Rabbit episode. And every time we've done a session for going through the 80s, these five times that we've done it, there's always been some weird correlation between the two movies that we've done. Mm-hmm. And this one being two of the hottest animated redheads ever. But mm. I do believe... Pure coincidence, I'm sure. No, I think it's... Uh, Not. Serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that these two movies are responsible for my generation being affectionate to gingers, whereas younger kids these days hate gin, you know, the derogatory term ginger. You know, it's it's mm. not cool to be a ginger. But when I was growing up, we had Ariel, we had Jessica Rabbit, uh, Sorsha from Willow, one of my early crushes too, as a, a real woman. Wasn't she a little person? No. Oh. Okay. That was Kaya. Ah, uh, that's right. <laughs> Ignore me. That, that came out while you were still under the sea. Right, right. So you didn't oh. see that one. I wasn't actually born See yet. that one? <laughs> C-A. Uh, whatever. Yes. Sorry. So what do they have nowadays for gingers? 
Jenny uh, Weasley. <laughs> yeah, the Weasleys. The Weasleys. There, there is one... Sherman from Peabody. <laughs> there you go. There is one bright, excuse me, two bright, shining instances of ginger superiority being uh, the chick from Mad Men. Uh, I forgot yeah, her name. Yeah. Christine, Christine, Christine Hendricks. Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah. Two bright, shining beacons of ginger mm. beauty. Down where it's Her right. eyes are so pretty. Yeah. There's Those Weasleys. <laughs> Love freckles. <laughs> yeah, so when I was growing that's that that uh, I really I psychoanalyzed myself today. Okay. Honey, that's why I, I like you know redheads are always kind of a turn on for me because mm-hmm. as a child I was in love with redheads. You know, a lot of men your age prefer Asians. What do you think that came from? Uh No, that was several years later. <laughs> several years later. Well, they watched it as an adult. I don't know. I think I mean <laughs> I would say maybe people a little younger than me might be in that more more so in that demographic because ah. uh, you had uh, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You had a big Asian craze a few years ago, mm-hmm. which really caught mm-hmm. on with the younger yeah. audience. Yeah. But I watched Asian films long before that, starting with you know such classics as Godzilla and Five Deadly Venoms and Shaw Brothers films. But yeah. I was never swayed by those Asian beauties well, away they were from all my lovely redhead screaming. So hey, uh, my young auntie, she knew fucking kung fu and she could kick ass just like anybody else it's a classic Shaw Brothers move you don't know it nope podcast fist bumped all my <laughs> Shaw Brothers fans listening there you go <laughs> but uh, anyway impre- uh, this movie was it's one of the first cartoon movies that I remember aside from like The Last Unicorn or uh, I think The Black Cauldron was before this as being like really big so to speak as mm-hmm. far as like you know everybody kind of knew it knew the songs from it yeah uh you know, so it was a big, and this is act, this movie is basically the start of what they call the Disney Renaissance. Yes. Are you familiar with that? I'm I sure am because the we're going to get to that in just one second. Okay. okay, I just wanted to say that now, <laughs> but we will come back and I will challenge you to name all the films in the Disney Renaissance. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, not yet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you time ready. to think. Crack yes. my knuckles. That's your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> no, my knuckles. Never mind. I know what I know. What I can see. Trust people us. at home can't. Of all the days not to have our webcam going, where people could see what Ariel looks like today. Yeah. Still beautiful as ever, but Jesus, yeah. can you put a sock in it? Yeah. <laughs> the fish smell, though, You're never goes away. No, the fish Only when she sweats. Only when she sweats. There's nothing but you can fish do about oil. it. But anyway, just I mean, just you're familiar with this. And you're familiar with this film. I mean, that heart disease. Do you have any memory? You remember seeing it? or? Yeah. I saw it in school a lot. We were, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we but, were poor. We couldn't watch movies at home. Your school showed Disney movies? Oh, yeah. Mine did, too. Didn't you? Wait, your school showed Spaceballs, didn't it? Or who no. told me that story? Well, I mean, she was, was the school underwater, though. So oh yeah, Ruin the tape. <laughs> maybe now with you know Blu-rays and DVDs, or you know <sighs> iPads, maybe you know with a waterproof casing to. Yeah, but then they're so bulky and nobody wants and to carry that around. The Wi-Fi signal can't get down oh, there. That's true. The water just totally deflects it. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally pointless. Mm-hmm. But yeah, typewriters. Those those work underwater. But uh, of course, you know, uh, with the films that would follow in the Disney Renaissance, these uh, these are the films that I remember. Wa- like that was a good point, Jesse. Like watching in school because I remember watching The Lion King in school repeatedly, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think Mulan we watched as more of a history. You know, it was like a movie day in history class because the teacher was uh, had a sub and just said, "Just watch this movie." Because it's history or something, you know. See, in, but, in junior hmm. high, I took a um, mythology class, and we actually watched Hercules, Disney's Hercules, mm-hmm. at least six times. We also did a lot of coloring. 
I'm pretty sure wow. this class was like for slow people. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't the special ed class? I think it might have been. <laughs> well, I mean, you weren't used to, you didn't know, I mean, you didn't know what a gobbledygook was or a, yeah, well, a yeah, 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 and clearly English was my second language, so maybe, but <laughs> lots of coloring. No, baby, not English. Drylandish. Drylandish, <laughs> yeah. You know, Crink Trident, your dad sure was a fucking racist. Oh, yeah. Outlander. I mean, granted, uh, the character of the cook was, you know, worthy of French. his hatred. Ew. But, uh, in fact, I want to talk about it right now. When I was watching that today, I don't know when's was the last time y'all seen it, but if you, listen, if you listen to the words of that song the cook sings, mm-hmm. okay, up until this point, every character you've met is an aquatic animal, mm-hmm. except uh, Eric, his, you know, the dude that looks like the villain from Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and the cook. And he's singing a song about peeling their skin off, taking their guts out, throwing them in a pot, yes. and stirring them around. He's basically talking about how he's going to eat all these other characters. Yes. And it struck me today how disturbing that was. Well, that's why the crab wants to get away. <laughs> well, I, well, I know that. And also he sees like his <laughs> brothers and sisters stuffed with lettuce staring at him. Right, right. You know, so it was... But his song, you know, it's, it's a, again, you know, this is a kid's movie. Yes. Uh, but that song, it just struck me like, this is really kind of... Dark because he's talking of, not just about killing these characters, but peeling their skin off, ripping mm-hmm. their fins off, uh, boiling them alive. It's pretty brutal. With a French accent, it's adorable. <laughs> oh yeah, a rat, if Rat Tattoo we didn't show us anything else, if you just have something with a French accent, mm-hmm. it's cute. Oh, I said- eat shit and <laughs> and give you rabies, but I speak French. I'm cute. Right. <laughs> not that the and main character says- spoke that way, but there was a French accent. <laughs> Yeah, just like if, if Hitler, Hitler was French, yep. just think, you know, he, you, could, you could speak about him in mixed company. We'd all be Nazis. <laughs> no, it would be the Nazi! Yeah. He also says Zutalo. Mm-hmm. Zutalo. What is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bibliotheque? No. <laughs> that's probably some, that's how you, what you call a garbage bag under the sea or something. Ah, no, Bibliotheque. It's Spanish for a library. No, it's French for a library. No. <laughs> she doesn't know what words. Ariel, <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> no, we're, it really we're being is. patient it, with you. It really is. Okay. <laughs> oh, don, Next. De, don, so I said, donde esta biblioteca? It's actually biblioteca, but yeah. Oh, okay. Just checking. Just asking. Anyway. <laughs> the uh, language it, is It's safe to say this movie similar. impacted us all. Yes. So uh, anyway, uh, it's possible that Prince Eric could be related to Prince Philip and Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Did you know this? Uh I meant that in a term for everybody, if you know it. Uh, in the dining room in Eric's castle on the first night that Ariel's there on land, there's a painting hanging on the wall, and the couple bear a striking resemblance to Aurora and Philip. Hmm. It's not confirmed. Maybe we should try that little mermaid wiki. But uh, <laughs> it's possible. Kind of like how that little Easter egg in Frozen where mm-hmm. uh, Rapunzel and whatever that dude's name was are in like some scene, like yeah. the universes are connected. Uh, in the opening scene when King Triton arrives at the arena, you can briefly see Mickey Mouse, Goofy, and Donald Duck and Kermit the Frog in the crowd of sea people as mermen when he passes them by. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Stop it. <laughs> Ariel's body type... Oh, you, you mentioned this already. Yes. But it is in my notes. Her body type and personality was based on Alyssa Milano, and the effect of her hair underwater was based on footage of astronaut Sally Ride in weightless conditions. Mm-hmm. Nice. So... Uh, definitely thank God they didn't base her body type or face on Sally Ride because you're a great astronaut. Wow. <laughs> but you're no Alyssa Milano. Hey, not many people are Alyssa Milano. It's true. Yeah. 
true. That's that was all, like who's the boss days, right? Yeah, like the yeah. good days. <laughs> Before somebody popped the top and all the carbonation went out and it got stale. I'm just making some bizarre comparison. Don't no, look at me no, that way. No, that was a good one. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I no. take it back. It was dumb. Uh, and like you said, the character wrestler was based on Divine. Most notable, uh, if you want to know one thing about Divine, he was a drag queen, but also his uh, rise to fame was in a John Waters film called, uh, oh, shit. I don't think uh, it was called that. No, no, but it, it hurt. The, the reason that he's famous, it involves shit because he ate doggy do. That's little, like, seriously. If you don't believe, oh, we'll have to look it up. Yep. What are we looking up? Shit Just eating? look up John Waters or Divine on IMDb. I can't think of the name of this damn movie, but she eats dog crap. Like, literally, the dog walks, craps, and then she goes over, he goes over and chomp, 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 chomp. I'll just look up Divine. I'm okay. Either way. I just want to cover the name of it. But of course, she was also in Hairspray. Yeah. John Waters' is Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pink Flamingos, that's it. Okay. That's the one where he eats dog shit. Uh, so if you want to see that, there you go. But uh, the role, but also more people might know Divine from John Waters' Hairspray mm-hmm. because then, uh, you know, whose role was then played by John Travolta in the <laughs> terrible, terrible remake. Right. I never even seen the original, but that... Really? With Ricky Lake? Yeah. But the John Travolta one was a fucking horror movie. Yeah, I didn't like it. That just... Mm -hmm. John Travolta in that makeup was terrifying. And Hmm. that scared me. More so than anything I've seen recently. So, anyway. uh, Oh, and uh, her act... Like, her her animation was inspired by uh, the Rescuers villain. Another Disney redhead, not an attractive one. No. Mm-hmm. At all. Uh, I think I don't know. Uh, Madame Medusa mm-hmm. from The Rescuers. Uh, this was the first Disney fairy tale movie since Sleeping Beauty in 1959. So 30 years later yeah. was their next fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Which, when you think I mean, when you think about that, to me that's really odd because the first thing I think of, well, the second thing I think of when I think about Disney, aside from Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, is all the princesses and all the, right, the fairy right. tale stuff. So They spend a lot of money to make you think that. They sure do. Uh, this was the first Disney film to, to actually get an Academy Award since Bedknobs and Broomstick in 1971. Hmm. Uh, and other films had been nominated. The last one nominated happened to be The Rescuers as well. So The Rescuers was in 1977. Right. And it wasn't until 11 years later that they had another film that got an Academy Award nomination, but also a win. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, I thought this was really funny, or uh, I, I could see it. I could, I should say, based upon it. Uh, the animators created the character of Ursula for B. Author to uh, be the voice of originally, huh. which I could definitely, I can hear that. I should yeah. say more so than see that, but she declined because she was too busy with the Golden Girls. Yeah. So that's why we don't have B. Author in the Little Mermaid, but it worked out just fine, regardless. Uh, the film's Oscar for Best Original Song and Best Original Score will be repeated for their ne- the next four Disney movies. The next four Disney movies, after Little Mermaid, all won the Academy Award for both, both Best Original Song and Original Score. Would you care to guess the following four? Okay. Uh, by song title or, or by movie? Or just the movie. Sleeping Beauty. I mean, sorry. Take Be- it back. Beauty I won't, I, won't, I won't openly criticize yeah. you on a podcast heard by millions <laughs> of people because I, I don't do that to my wife. Um... Okay, so Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Or that song. Um, Lion King. Mm-hmm. And... Two more. Hmm. Wait, you said four total or four additional. 
No, four, the next four movies. Ah. So you okay. need, I need two more Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney. I know. He always adds an extra syllable. I don't know why. Disney. Ever since I'm a kid, I've, I was a kid, I always said it like that. I don't know why. Yeah. Disney movies. I like that long end. Disney. Uh-huh. Disney. Disney. Hmm. Come on. You're, you're, this is dead air. I know. Dead no, air. Go ahead and tell me because I... Uh, dun, 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 dun. Uh, Aladdin. Okay. okay. There's one more. The only clue I'll give you is Mel Gibson. Pocahontas. There you go. Uh, and just so you know, the years was 91, 92, 94, 95. Yeah. On those. Uh, and now this, now if they, you know, we see a lot of reboots lately. If they were to reboot The Little Mermaid, I would imagine they would probably use the original ending from the fairy tale, which if you'd like to know what that is, uh, Ariel doesn't turn back into a mermaid at the end. When the sun rises on the last day, she turns into foam and dies. Yep. Uh, later editions of his story <laughs> uh, had her his becoming story. a daughter of the air... So an elemental of some kind and mm. rising into heaven. So, I don't think that's going to go over well with children. No, it needs to be a dark, gritty reboot like they did with you know uh, Star Trek. You know they made it like more realistic. Like, oh, I love you, Eric. I love you too. You know, it could be like Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio all over again, except this time she dies and turns into foam and just excuse me washes away into the ocean that's and then he terrible. cries. No, that's how life really is. No, life's a series We're of downer keep endings. Keep it this way. <laughs> nah, but uh. Going back real quick to the uh, the songs, uh, that's one I think one of the most lasting impressions that this film had, and also kind of really set the bar. As we saw, the Academy Awards yeah. back to back to back, except '93, uh, winning them and being some of the most recognizable Disney music right. of all times. I mean, I would say probably uh, honestly, uh, "Party Your World" is probably one of my favorite Disney songs mm-hmm. from the movies, and then of course, uh, "Under the Sea" is another great one from this one. I like poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I you do. like the song that the woman who tried to kill you sings? Yes. No. Okay. That's song. It is. It's nice that you had that ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jesse, you're you're the most musically inclined of all of us. What were some mm-hmm. of your Disney favorite Disney songs from the favorite the Disney anime? songs? Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Um one thing that is true about all of them is they're consistently good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not many bad ones, so it's hard to pick. Yeah, it's one of those situations where it's more like your less favorite. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have one. Can't say. The music okay. from Aladdin is always my favorite. I think, like, as far as like on total, the mm-hmm. '90s were strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's the Disney Renaissance, which I'm about to get to. Um, uh, so-called opening Disney. song and Beauty of the Beast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That one's good. Bonjour. Yeah, but I think, like, I think you kind of nailed on that. I think Aladdin as a whole yeah. has the most consistent of the same quality. Or, or not, not that they're bad. Any of them are bad, so to say, but just uh, consistently singable. I, I don't know how to describe yeah. it, but just overall, like, I think I like all of those better than like all the songs in Little Mermaid, all the songs in Beauty right. and the Beast, or uh, any of the others. Uh, Lion King, I'd probably say, would be right behind that one as far as mm-hmm. all the songs, every song on it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, Lion King stands out. Like, I feel like um, I could name more. You're of the such songs. a slut for Elton John. Like, I'm looking at the uh, song list for Aladdin. Another There are more here that I'm not familiar with. Really? That I am. Yeah. I remember like well, what's Legend of the, the Lamp. That's where the dude's talking. Like the lamp. It's a song. Actually, it's more mm-hmm. like a spoken. 
No. Like we'll see thing. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But in one jump, head of the lawman, yeah, one swing, yeah. ahead of the sword. Like a whole new world. Yeah. But I think also the Lion King transcended. It was one, like it. It was everywhere. Well, as yeah, far, it was like, you also it had, made like the pop charts. Well, yeah, stuff. because you had the Elton John version at yeah. least, which that's the one I remember. Like every time I watched the movie, I'm like, I wish like it would be just the Elton John version instead of the <laughs> voice of, of Simba and Nala singing. <laughs> it's like Frozen. They tried to make a pop version. And yeah, it was it, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Why and, would you ever mess with Adina Menzel? <laughs> you mean Adele Dazim? Adele Dazim. Yeah. Her her that's Christian not, name. That's not what I mean. John Travolta is an operating Thetan level like eight or nine, which means that is her real name. He knows her true he, identity. He saw her Thetans and knew who, what soul was in that body. Mm-hmm. It's not Adina Menzel. It's whoever Adele Dazim is. Yep. I don't know why people aren't fact checking this. Joke. <laughs> I know it's just a Scientology jab. Anyway, as we mentioned before, this is the first film of the Disney Renaissance, which is considered from eight, 1989 to 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, after uh well so okay. toy story is included in that then huh no no because it's pixar uh, correct okay because uh, that was 99 the last film that the last film of the disney renaissance is considered to be tarzan okay and then after that there and was that se- one's like pushing it i wouldn't I even like tarzan i wouldn't even I'd consider that boo tarzan it also right. had the best level in oh, kingdom Colin. hearts the original You'll be in my did it. you just say fuck phil collins no i said because phil collins is why you like it i would never say fuck Collins. Well, I'm glad somebody did because Lily Collins came out of that union. The new okay. Ariel. In fact, if they, if they do a live action, she should play Ariel. She just needs to shave her man eyebrows. They are doing a live action. What? Directed by Sofia Coppola. Oh, God. Great. So that means the last five minutes are going to be some in, in unintelligible conversation between the main characters, and then it <laughs> fades to black. And everybody speculates as to what she said to Eric for the next ten years. Anyway, uh... Yeah, but after after Tarzan, that's when you then had uh, Atlantis. Uh, oh, was that other one? Treasure Planet. Yeah. You know, they basically they were flops. Yeah. I, I personally thought Atlantis was pretty cool. You know, it doesn't touch any of the previous, you know, the Renaissance films, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, and then kind of the eras in Disney, you have the Renaissance era, you have this kind of low point, and then then you have the what's called now the Pixar era. Right. Which of course. Toy Story kicked off and everything, and then the rest is history from there. Uh, hmm. Tuesday, March. Uh, so that's pretty recent. So that is something that is moving forward via Universal that's Pictures. Just, yeah. So is she in collaboration with Disney or totally outside of Disney? Because that looks like the same castle. Outside of Disney, it looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a, well, that's it's a fairy tale. So I mean, yeah. it's you know it's probably public domain to be honest. So anybody can take the story. Mm. I would imagine. I don't know. But uh, anyway, before we give our scores, there's, we would be remiss if not to mention, you know, the fa- you know, th- of course, with the Disney Renaissance, there's sex in the Lion King and all this other stuff. But of course, the Little Mermaid is most noticeable uh, notable for the penis on the VHS cover. Hmm. Do y'all remember that? Yes. Or do you remember hearing about it? Yes. In fact, uh, I've long <laughs> since not had VHSs uh, or any of our my family's VHSs or whatever. Uh, the urban legend that I always remember hearing was an animator got fired and drew a penis. No, but see, that. tell me, does that not look like a penis? Of course it does. That And that is not Photoshop. That is literally on the cover of the movie. But the urban legend behind the tower that looks just like an erect penis is that I always heard, at least I should uh, mention, is that an animator got fired or an illustrator got fired, So after, but he had to finish the artwork, so he put a penis in there and then... That was it. 
Now, would you ever notice that if you were just casually looking at it? No, because I had this VHS. I never did. <laughs> but then, you know, I bet this was probably around that whole sex in the Lion King thing, which actually says SFX. Right. Uh, so then people the were analyzing animator. everything. Granted, a tower is a phallic symbol to begin with. Yes. Sure. You know, but... As is an obelisk. <laughs> exactly. It's symbol of male power. It's the patriarchy throughout history. Mm-hmm. And a penis. <laughs> <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Starts with a P. Mm. Penis. Power. <laughs> it's all one and the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I remember hearing about this, and for a while, the original VHS was a, you know, it was a collector's item yeah. because they took it off. Right. Because, let's be honest, it does resemble one. Was it intentional? It's considered false on Snopes.com, mm-hmm. which is a good site to turn to for anything you see on the internet that seems a little fishy. Uh, that's, that's a lot of power again. in their hands, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they should, if somebody was smart, they'd hack Snopes. Right. This is all true. Yep. <laughs> Just, they're not going to know this. Yeah, I mean, probably <laughs> not. But anyway, today... I know you've seen it recently. I don't know mm-hmm. when was the last time you've seen it, Jesse. It was actually, strangely enough, it's been, it was on TV a couple times recently. I was in high school. Uh, you know, what would you give The Little Mermaid in a, a numerical score? Uh, Just A-ish? top of your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. By comparison, just, just so you don't just get, what would you give Booty and the Beast? Higher. Lion King? Same. Eight or Higher. I believe it was eight-ish. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Lion King's on par with Beauty and the Beast. Um, I saw it on my birthday. So I, it has a, a I nostalgic. Cried. <laughs> you cried. I cried when Ariel sang Part of Your World. Well, that's because you were nine. And, and I was in bored. love. Oh, God. And, and to this day, of course, I know you're not gullible enough to think I married Ariel, even though I really wish I did. But uh, to this day, when me and my lovely wife go to Disney World, I am not allowed to wait in the line to see Ariel. Because it's like two hours long. Oh, but we waited four and a half fucking hours to ride Toy Story. That's a ride. Uh, It would have been a ride if I got to see Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting into my hot dog, corn dog, ice cream time. Next next time we go to Disney World or land, I'm going to give you ten bucks. Wait, 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 four hours for Toy Story? It yeah. was obs- it was our get the fast no, pass. No, I mean it wasn't four hours. No, they were out of fast passes. Oh, like boy, like literally that ride at. Uh, it was probably like two hours. We, because of your advice, we ran straight to. Yeah, remember I remember yeah, telling you that yeah. the fast passes for that would go out immediately. In fact, that one day we did, mm-hmm. we we tried to take our own advice, but the fa- by the time we got there, when the park opened, I'm talking maybe 15, 20 minutes. Right, like we the first fast lines. pass time was like two thirty to three thirty, mm-hmm. and we had to leave before then. To, you know, it was like so I think it was our last day. Yeah. So we what just was said, your score? I don't remember. Mine was painfully low. <laughs> okay, for for the lo- I took a picture of my score. So that. For, the, for like the first screen, I didn't realize you had to pull the thing. I was sitting there like, how the fuck does this work? And then like. I saw the people next to us pulling. I was just like, yeah. Just once I got the hang of it. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. But I think I think my method was up down. Oh, just up, just I just like, <laughs> that's. I want to try that next time, if there is a next time. Speaking of which, there will be a next time. Oh, I know there will. I don't know <laughs> when that will be. But they're actually uh, MGM. I know when y'all you went. Uh, you know they had the American Idol thing, and they also had the Indiana Jones stunt thing. Right. Both of those are being phased out to make room for the new Star Wars land. Yeah. Yes. So I'm. It's probably fine because the Indiana Jones thing broke after the first act. Oh really? When y'all saw wow. it? Uh huh. So we never saw the I desert always, scene. 
thought that was the most boring thing to do in the middle no. of that park. Well, after the boulder, they couldn't get the sets moved. Uh, oh, wow. Like, well, wow. that's it. I always and liked Melissa it. was about to be in the show, too. Aww. It's the first time we ever went, my mom got picked. And yeah. quick aside about my mother, like, she is photogenic. Mm-hmm. Very photogenic. And they're, they, you know, they... they take you and they dress you up like a towel head and put you in the back and they want you to run as a flaming plane is moving towards you and uh basically my mom runs and she sees us and then stops and in fact i i have to find the picture i don't know where it is but there's a picture of her dressed up running waving her hand like leagues behind the other people as the flaming plane is moving towards her to get her picture so hmm. and she also nearly decapitated my brother on a Rafting oh, ride dear God, because here we go. the first rule when you go whitewater rafting is you keep your hand one hand on the end of your T grip, which is your right, the top right, of your yeah. oar. And or you stay on the land. And then <laughs> I like whitewater. no, but we get to a part where the, the guide says, "All right, they're going to be taking your picture up here." And in the picture, hand off the T grip, hand way in the air, biggest smile on her face. The other five people in the raft, this look of like we are about to die, we have to like paddling, and the, even the guide's like. Of course, you can't. <laughs> listeners can't see my face, but I mean, it's like she's the only one staring at the camera. Beautiful picture of her. The rest of us, like facing death, staring it in the face, hoping we can make it out, which we did. Except when she took her hand off the T grip, she waylaid my brother in the face, right in the mouth, and he had braces at the time, so he was not happy with the gash inside his mouth. Hmm. And in fact, he's held that against her until this past Christmas, where he finally forgave her. There's my score. <laughs> oh, <let me> <laughs> oh, the great movie, Rod. You can get married in there. Yep. Yeah. All right. Damn. So I was the higher score for sure. Clearly. <laughs> Although she beat you by one percent on accuracy. That's true. However, mm. but that's, I was not, that's not like enough crazy. of a margin to care. No. It's not a yeah. big. So my score one hundred fifty six thousand eight hundred. Send in your scores. Eighties revisited <laughs> at gmail dot com. What's up? All right, but yeah, I would agree. <laughs> and that's if her Little Mermaid, I would give it about an eight today. Yeah. Even back when I was a kid, to be a ten, it's the greatest movie of all time. Well, yeah, when, you know, but at then, one point. But you know. that's the purpose of this podcast, right. of course, is to look at it now. It's still great, but you know, in the hierarchy of Dis- of the Disney yeah. Renaissance, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin, or yeah. a little bit higher in it. You know, and as I grew up, you know, I kind of gravitated more to the Jasmine-esque look of the exotics. <sighs> Lord, <laughs> I don't like say that because it annoys you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, again, this movie released November 17th, 1989. Uh, On the same day, the Velvet Revolution, a peaceful student demonstration in Prague, is severely beaten back by riot police. This sparks a revolution in overthrowing the communist government, which succeeded a few months later, excuse me, a month later on December 29th. Mm. Of course, this was near the end of the Cold War, so you still had, Mm -hmm. you know, the commies were the baddies. Yep. As evidence in every movie of the the time and recently other movies, bringing them back, communists. Bring back those communists. But anyway, of course, uh, no sports rewind because Daniel isn't here. Uh, by the time you hear this, he might have actually had his child. Uh, so congratulations to mother and baby and father. If that's the case, by the time you're listening to this, if not, just keep Better waiting. Luck. Better <laughs> luck next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, uh, I. I, I wrote down a few observations. Oh, great. Which we could discuss really quickly. Yes. Uh, of course, the first one is, I think it, it must be impossible to strangle a mermaid or suffocate him because she can exist on land stuff. or in water and there's never an issue. It's never like, she doesn't have gills that we can see, but <laughs> you know, she just pops on land like, hey, you know, talking normal, 
and you know, we got you kind of touched upon it earlier that you know, underwater, there's like, hey, what's going on? It's like, what direction do you think they'll take with the live action one? You think she'll have gills and stuff? Being Sofia Coppola, there might be something, but it won't be like you know, cool like a deformed, you know, beautiful but disgusting Little Mermaid. It'll be you know, it'll be sexy gills like Kevin Costner's behind his ears in Waterworld. You know, they're not like blatant. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? She probably won't. They'll probably maintain. Honestly, it'll probably be you know, just a chick with a kind of like that picture right there. What looks like you know, like a. I'm sorry, I know you can't see Jesse, but uh, the legs and just. You know, probably live action underwater, and they might just ADR the sound, hmm. which would you know, be visually would be pretty cool if it did take take place like that. But I mean, the logistics with sea life and everything. So, I don't know. I would like to see it like them go for like realism, or you know, try to get as much realistic stuff for it. But who knows? Nobody does except Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, uh, Eric is you know for a you know uh, a ravishing. Dude, you know, male figure in a Disney movie. Uh-huh. He's not very shallow, because you know Ariel comes along, can't speak, and he's basically just like, "Yeah, you're cute, but I gotta find this chick with this voice." All right. He's looking for what's inside, even though totally when the voice shows up, Ursula brainwashes him with it. But mm-hmm. the whole time he's like, oh, "I don't know." Even the uh, the the dude looks like the villain from Hunchback. I forget his little butler or whatever is like but sir this why do you wait for this dream woman with this voice when miss ariel is here and beautiful and he's like ah oh, but that voice you know ariel's like right here like giving it up and he's just like oh sorry that mm-hmm. voice so you know he's actually like you know he's not like uh i don't know some dude that just looks for looks he's She's like a siren he loves the voice he likes what's That's inside all. so mm-hmm. and uh, i mentioned the cook song and that was pretty much it that just kind of struck me watching it but yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean if, you, if somebody said, "All right, suffocate that mermaid," uh, okay. Apparently, they don't need air or oxygen. I should say, not necessarily air, because uh, you could just stab it. <laughs> no, but I'm saying the challenge is suffocate the mermaid. Uh, I'm gonna bring it on land. Ha ha! I can sing. Ah shit! This isn't working. Uh, let me can't drown you in water. Uh, just wrap it in duct tape. All no, but I mean, if somewhere it, the air is coming in, well, maybe it's not in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm That's just true. We can't get into the science of animation here. No. Well, no. Can you answer that for us, Ariel? Where do you breathe? From under the shells. <laughs> there you go. They don't have tits. They're like little blowholes or yeah, something. That's all it is. They got to protect. Or, them ma- or the maybe shells. it's just gill slits. And like in mermaid culture, you don't show your gill slits. Yeah. Cause, well, you like, don't want to get stuff in them while you're going that's, really that's fast. That's true. So, like, the shells are like filters. It's the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Uh, back to the future. Just going to quickly. Uh, this You can go ahead and go get another beer if you want to hear. Me and Jessica can talk about E3 real quick. Oh. Video game uh, stuff. Done. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, of course, again, this is going to be playing a week from after... A uh, week after we, uh, shit, what I'm trying to say, oh, we're recording what? it, but um, yeah, uh, E3 happened recently, uh, more recent for us, but not as recent for the people listening. But uh, I thought it was a really badass show. Uh, you gotta fill of, me in because I didn't follow it. Oh, that really? Much. Uh, yeah. Well, the the biggest, of course, there's a lot of things that we knew were coming out, such as Dragon Age, Inquisition, uh, Evolve. Uh, mainly it was a lot of it was showing more of what we knew was coming mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of uh, stuff on the new Batman game excuse me uh, uh, Arkham Knight yeah. where they actually showed like gameplay I honestly haven't played Origins yet <laughs> me either 
Oh, really? I think I'm just gonna. I mean, it's last. I'm. I'm. It's last gen. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like okay, I'm, yeah, I just true. don't feel like going back to it. And it wasn't made by uh, Rocksteady. Like this, this is like a true sequel. Origins was handed off to another studio. Not that I'm saying that that the game is bad. I just haven't played it, but I just don't feel like I need to, so to speak. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but a lot of gameplay stuff, like basically, uh, you know, in the Arkham games, you imagine like when you're flying. Yeah. Well, basically, you can summon the Batmobile as soon as you land. Like you can land in the Batmobile. Like it picks you up. and You're instantly driving. Like it, <laughs> they handled it perfectly to where it's seamless. Yeah. Uh, you know, they showed a lot of car combat kind of stuff with the Batmobile. Looks really cool. Uh, they showed some more gameplay of Dragon Age, like I mentioned, which uh, that's probably my mo- one of my most anticipated games. Uh, they revealed a new Battlefield game, which is basically instead of you versus China, it's cops and robbers, which uh, I'm actually in the beta for PS4 right now. And it's actually, even though that's the aesthetic, you're basically cops, cops and robbers and vice versa. It really is cops and robbers? Yeah. It's that's like, it takes place in, it's all like city based. It's like, it's like Counter Strike mixed with Battlefield. Oh, wow. Because uh, instead of like, you do level up, but that's you get nice. money. Which it's pers- it's not like Counter Strike where like I'm just gonna get this cheap gun for the first two rounds and build up so I can get the op and yeah. one shot everybody. It's more like uh, you can buy a new gun, but then the upgrades come for the gun come by leveling, mm. like you know unlocking them in traditional Battlefield format. Uh, what else? Uh, Destiny, of course. Uh, the alpha recently ended. Uh, I was it's go- one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. Uh, it's got that that bungee aesthetic to it, you know, where it's a it's a fully realized digital world, and it plays really good. Although it's basically you know, Border Halo or Halo Lands, however you want to compare it to Borderlands, for <laughs> the most part. I mean, it's I'm I'm excited for it. You know, it's going to be good. Uh, they also showed the new Assassin's Creed, which is really focused on cooperative multiplayer as opposed to the you know versus multiplayer they had previously. Yeah, which uh, I enjoy, but it wasn't something to spend a lot of time on in my opinion uh there would be i think they i didn't see a lot of the wii stuff but they did show the sequel to bayonetta which is only on wii which pisses me off because i gotta buy a wii for one game well uh, mario U, kart's pretty say. good yeah but like that's what mario kart is a game i love but i want to play it i don't want to play that online i want to play that in a room with yeah. four other people three other people and just getting drunk and having a blast i beat everyone who's come by so far <laughs> well you definitely would beat me <laughs> Yeah, that's what everyone says. I mean, I'm looking for a challenge. I, I got, the last Mario game, the, the Wii one, I got good at it first, but mm. then once Daniel played it more than me and I just couldn't beat Daniel, I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm not going to beat that. I'm not going to Gold Star or whatever that particular track or uh, whatnot. But uh, there's another game coming out for, I think, for PC and PlayStation uh, called No Man's Sky, which is like you can, you're, you can fly to a world, get out, explore it, jump in your ship and fly to another one. Uh, and there's also this game. Oh, uh, I think it's on. I think it's out for Xbox One now. It's called like Spark, or I can't remember the name of it. But it's all user Project created. Project Spark. That's yeah. it. It's all user created type stuff. And that, like, I would. That's probably gonna be the, one of the games I want to get an Xbox One for. Yeah. Because it looks amazing. Oh, I didn't even notice this. They uh, mentioned a Dishonored Two, which the first one was pretty decent. Uh, so mm. I'm definitely interested in that. But uh, yeah, and then uh, of course the next Uncharted. Uh, some Elder Scrolls stuff. I mean, a lot of these I remember from the last E3 from uh, Geekly Dose. Yeah. Like, but this year was the biggest thing was that we got to see how a lot of these games are actually going to look more so than just, yeah. you know, like the, the dragon appears and a, the, a title comes up. You know, we got to see a lot. Because, of course, the big thing is, you know, you look at Watch Dogs. Go mm-hmm. watch that video from 
last year or whenever it was. Yeah. And look at it now, and it's like, eh. Oh, one of the – I'd be remiss to not mention that uh, it's confirmed that the next Battlefront game by DICE is Star Wars Battlefront and will take place in the original trilogy. Nice. So nothing but excitement for that. Mm. Uh, and they, they showed a lot of the new uh, – Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. And that the, the new Witcher game is going to be a uh, much more open world and kind of freeform, hmm. which is interesting. They did show a lot of gameplay of the new Call of Duty, which uh, to me is just like the next time, Clint, you know, Ghost Recon. You know, future, you know, it's warfare, but in the future with some cool gadgets. They did show some gameplay of The Order, which looks really badass, but it got pushed back. And then uh, oh, there's one other thing I was going to mention, but I forgot. Anyway, but to me, it was there was a lot of cool stuff revealed and got me really excited for it's all game all the news, consoles. though, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were the the Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah, for which it comes out like a week before Destiny or a week after Destiny. So it's huh. like it's like we need something. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally not interested in it. Although it is cool for like fans. Yeah, and you get into the Halo Five beta, which I'm sure they'll send out codes anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. You know that kind of marketing ploy. That is. But yeah, I thought it was. It was interesting. Like I was really excited for, especially the fall, more so after E3. So it, it did its job, getting uh, people excited. I would say. Hmm. But uh, of course, this, you know, uh, if you want to get your copy of Little Mermaid on Blue Bay, Blue Blue Bay, Blue, Blue Bay. Bay, go to AwesomePods.com, click on Asia Visited, click on the Amazon link. You'll jump over to Amazon. You can get it right there. Cost you nothing extra. Just help support the show that you know and listen to and love. I hope so, because that's why you'd be listening. But then uh, also don't forget on the Awesome Podcast Network, we also got Geekly Dose, which are putting out new episodes pretty regularly right now, keeping up with all the late, latest in geek news. Duo Attack, Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, Republic City Report, and hopefully by the time you hear this, an episode of Nintendos, or what was it called? Nintendos? Yeah. yeah well, that, we'll see. Whatever it's <laughs> called. But Stephen Ocentelli from Geekly Dose's uh, Nintendo Podcast should be coming to your ears pretty soon, so definitely get excited for that. And then, uh, yeah, drop us an email with anything we need. We, have, we need one more movie for our request month. We have one slot open, so whoever sends the next email for a movie they want us to cover, you will get it. First come, first serve to get that last spot. But uh, uh, you can email us at aesrevisited at gmail.com. Thank you, sir. You and then don't forget, next week, we all will be going on what I must say will be our most excellent adventure mm. so far. And you should already know what that is based upon that. If you don't, come and get schooled on one of the coolest movies of all time. In fact, uh, every time I go through San Dimas, when I go visit my parents or brother in California, <laughs> that's the first thing I think of. Wild Stallions! So until next time, everybody, Cowabunga. I am Trey Harris. And I usually say that before I say Cowabunga, but I didn't. So I'm Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. See you next time. And maybe Daniel will be back. And yeah, scooches. Yeah, scooch when you get your ass back all in. around, all around to everybody. <laughs>